As is usual in the life of a soldier, almost nothing was as Val al-Dun had been promised. He might have wished to spit in disgust, but the desert wind and the grit in his mouth made it unwise. Instead, he stood in his stirrups and looked back up his column. Why have we stopped? one of the Aga asked. The Aga, with the disciples' inner circle, the exalted ones. The Aga were strange figures who never seemed to look with their eyes and always knew things. Most, but not all of them, wore robes of scarlet. This one, masked in white, had robes so red that in the brilliant sun they appeared to have a life of their own, billowing and turning around the Aga like a living embodiment of light. In his head, Valaldun called them they because they never seemed like single people, single souls. Even their voices betrayed some sort of alliance, fragile at best. They were terrifying in their harmony. Valaldun had learnt not to roll his eyes or give any appearance of insolence. Four days before, the disciple had stopped in the middle of a salt flat and had not moved for hours. No explanation had been offered. The disciple and its aga never explained anything. The road from Stephion had cost the column three consecutive commanders who had failed to understand the disciple's needs. Val al-Dun hadn't even been an officer when the master summoned the militia, but half a dozen of his seniors stared without blinking into the void now, their heads removed for various failures. The road behind them was thick with the corpses of the Sawars who had disobeyed orders or simply failed to keep up. It had become worse since they reached the cursed Ku desert. Val al-Dun was a survivor. He'd watched the errors made by his predecessors and tried to learn. He was determined to survive this debacle if he could. Exalted one, he said carefully, the Masran guides we were promised have not been provided. The horses and camels need water, exalted one. I have my best people looking for water. All around them, the Safian Tufenchis were sitting in the small shade of their saddle blankets, with their camels or horses crouched in the sun. The better troopers had put sunshades over their animals' heads, but there was always some lazy bastard. Hassan, his Havildar, approached. People need a rest, he said very quietly. Val al-Dun never took his eyes off the Aga in front of him. If it serves your will, exalted one, we will have a two-hour rest. Hassan blanched under his heavy beard. Val al-Dun had a moment to reflect that the execution of six senior officers had its merits. Discipline was improving. The Tufenchis were regular troops of the now-fallen Safian Empire, but they were really just expert militia. Six hundred-mile forays on camelback were not their usual fare. And Val al-Dun had to protect them. They were his neighbours and his kin, some his friends, some not, but very few of them were what the pure called true believers, and Val al-Dun was aware of just how expendable they were held to be. 
His gole had been chosen because they were not trusted. He understood that. The master and his disciples were not so very different from the run of other rulers, demanding, capricious, and probably fallible. We do not have time to look for water, the Aga said in its odd, high-pitched, flat voice. Exalted one, if we do not find water, my people will die. Today, perhaps tomorrow morning. Val Aldun waited for the sword. The Aga were inhuman, so fast that they could not be faced in combat. He had seen his former chief, Nafir Khan, killed. It had been so fast that he hadn't even seen the sword drawn. I probably won't even know, Val Aldun thought. I wonder if I'll be able to see when my head hits the sand. <laughs>